Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me someone who is awesome sauce, and she's international, which is always fun. She's coming to us from Canada. I want to introduce to you listeners, this is the amazing Amanda Rose. Hey, Amanda. Hey, thank you for having me on, Anika. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you today. Can you tell listeners who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, uh, as uh, Annika said, I'm up in Canada. We're having a Victoria Day up here. And uh, funny thing, being an entrepreneur, I didn't even know it was a long weekend until fireworks were going on last night. You just kind of lose track of time. So <laughs> real life right there. Um, I'm a multi-published author. I work as a business and mindset coach. I do motivational speaking uh, at events and uh, online events like this one. And uh, I'm also an actor and I've also done health and wellness coaching. So a little, little bit of everything, a bit of a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I love it because the thing about being an entrepreneur is that a lot of people think that you have to be one and done. And I tell people all the time, there's no limit. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I love that you bring that up too. Cause like the whole, I think that stops most people from even trying. Cause it's that whole like, Oh, if I make this de decision, I'm stuck with it for the rest of my life. And it's like, no, you're not like, it's just the first thing. And once it's off the ground, you can do the next thing. <laughs> Get jump on the next opportunity. And I think that's the fun of it. I think it's that. And the fact too, is that when I talk to people like you, you know, we chat and all, I think that I find that everybody is evolving. And when you're in a job, you, you don't really have that ability. You know, you have to wait for a promotion. You have to wait for your tenure. You have to, you're always waiting for something. But the reality is, is that in a, as an entrepreneur, you can always upgrade whenever you want. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that's, I think that's what's exciting. And also what's scary for most people, because we're, we're not taught to live like that. We're not taught. Mm -mm work on that growth um neither on the inside or the out oh, is it working anymore where if you go to school and you get good grades you're gonna get a good job and you just stay at that job until you get your pension and it's like but what like that for one that doesn't even exist anymore because getting a secure job what is that? Companies are folding left and right. Yep. You, you know, you, you, people are employees for five years, they get fired, new management comes in. Like job security doesn't exist in the way that it did 20, 30 years ago, which is not the same world that we're living in. And, and, and on top of that, even trying to get hired, we have overeducated people, like too many people for not enough jobs is a really big problem right now. We know that. So the fact that we're still using this antiquated system is ridiculous. And even if you do get into a job you love, people aren't taught about financial development. Like how do you actually do finances? So we see people getting further and further and further into debt. And for me, that's something that scares the crap out of me when I see that happening because it's like this vicious cycle and people don't know what to do about it. And they're too scared to break the routine and break the mold. And so that's definitely a big reason that I, I work so hard as I do to help people make their dream a reality, be an entrepreneur, create more wealth in our countries. Let's help, you know, beat down down some of this ridiculous debt in our countries because that's that's how we make money and for ourselves for the to be able to help the world is to, to be able to generate some more instead of living on the system that's 
not really that fulfilling in the first place. It's so interesting that you say that because you mentioned multiple things. You mentioned um, education, financial education. You mentioned generational, um, you know, patterns. And you also mentioned, you know, um, failed businesses. My question is, um, what led you to become an entrepreneur? Like, how did your journey start? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> Um, looking back, cause everything's so clear 2020, um, I can see that I always had the entrepreneurial bug, even though I didn't know what being an entrepreneur was until I was really into my twenties. Um, I, I remember going on vacation in my first year of college with my mom and we were walking down the beach and there were all these beautiful shells on the beach and we collected my goodness, like two pounds of shells over the course of the week and we hauled them home. And then we were like, well, what are we going to do with all of these shells? And then I was like, well, I guess let's make jewelry with them. And I started learning how to make jewelry and I made a ton of jewelry. And then I was like, how do I sell this? And so I already had that kind of like that way of thinking. Um, and uh, while that didn't necessarily amount to much, I mean, I got some in flower shops and, and stuff, which was great, but it mm -hmm. wasn't much. And then um, off to college and I wanted to be an actor. So I went and studied acting for film and television. And then I took a, a year of uh, creative writing after that. And then I graduated in 2008. <laughs> da, 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 the big, uh, our big recession. And um, the thing that really, really was rough then, uh, trying to be an actor was in Canada, um, most of our film industry is from the US coming to Canada to film because it's cheaper usually. But during the recession, the Canadian dollar was significantly higher than the US dollar, which is so rare. So the film industry had completely tanked um, and, and then the recession in general was terrible. So I, I don't even think I had a job of any kind for a year. My parents were floating me, thank goodness they were able to because I, I wouldn't have had to move back home if they couldn't. And, um, and then I ended up getting a job door-to-door -door sales. It was all that I could get. And, uh, and then I finally got a minimum wage job, um, which I hated. And it wasn't enough to make ends meet, but... I needed something and it was all I got at the time, um, which then led me to a job where I was doing um, in-store presentations. And the first two months of that, they like paid a weekly kind of salary, but after those two months, it was straight up commission. And that was terrifying, absolutely terrifying at first. And I remember calling one of my trainers and I, I wish I could have, yeah, he didn't pick up the phone, but he called me back and he left a message on my phone. I really wish it could have been recorded because he said, Amanda, Today is a great day. Today is the day that the ceiling has been lifted from your income. And he went on and on after that about how wonderful it was to be straight up on commission because the sky was the limit and, and it was empowering and all of these things. And that has stayed with me to this day that how amazing it is when we are liberated. And yes, it's terrifying when your income is completely reliant on your own skill, but mm -hmm. it also means that you're never being restricted. That's right. And, and so that, that was, yeah, that was a big turning point for me. And I stayed with that job for about a year and then we had a management change. And it, it was at that point where it, it had a horrible manager. He called me on my week off, yelled at me for 30 minutes while I cried, didn't stop yelling while I cried. It was ridiculous. And I lost my passion for the job at that point. And I struggled to try and stay with it for a few months. But then I was like, I can't sell anything. I'm so disheartened. So when you're straight commission, you can't sell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're done. Yep. Um, so 
yeah, I, I quit and I didn't know what to do. And I felt very lost at the time. And I, I knew at that point I was very burnt out from regular jobs. Um, working outside of the house just wasn't appealing even, even for a commission. So I was kind of like, what should I do? I, like, I didn't know. And I was mulling around job ideas and it was 2013. So like online business was there, but it wasn't massive at the yeah. time. It was like today, like mm-hmm. it's amazing how fast it's become a thing, but it wasn't a big thing then. And uh, I, I ended up finding out that, um, that the company Beachbody had finally opened up in Canada for their coaching program. And that's a multi-level marketing company, which I didn't know at the time. I was so ignorant to all of these things. But I'd been a customer of theirs for 14 years. I lost 138 pounds of their products. Like I believed in their company. So it made sense for me when I saw the opportunity to go like, you know what? why not? Like, if I can make this work, mm-hmm. if I can do this, yeah. live at home. And we, we, even back then you knew that that was how people became millionaires instead of slaving at jobs was doing things like this. Um, so that was kind of my introduction into the entrepreneurial world. And it was such a big learning curve. I think I, I made like 60 bucks my first month, but it's, it's like as much as somebody can go, you worked a month and you made 60 bucks. Like that sucks. It, it was so empowering when that first check came for $60. I was like, I can do this. I did it. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. And it, it, it's so funny. It's um, because as an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter whether you're MLM or whether you're starting your own company, you work for free for a while because yeah. you have to get it off the ground. And yeah. people don't realize that you know, we see like the employee, you know, they get in, they're undereducated for the job, but they're paid, you know, fully as if they're fully there. Mm-hmm. But then when they pass that level, they're still being paid that introductory mm-hmm. level, even though they're getting the wage increase. Whereas we work for free at first because mm-hmm. we don't know Jack. And then as we learn, our income grows proportionately and then our income way exceeds the work we put in. So for me, I was willing to like a kind of adapt to that learning and I plotted away at it. I was really good at consistency. I've, that's the thing I always preach to everybody. I'm like, be consistent at work. Um, so my, my business was growing. I was adding, you know, two to three customers every week, which was mm-hmm. not bad as far as I was concerned. And, um, but I wasn't growing really quickly. Like after a couple of years, I was like, I'm doing what the million dollar earners are doing. Like, I know I'm doing the same work because I, I, you know, you study them after a while. So I was like, what is going on? And that's when I came to see that I was really missing the personal development side, that mm-hmm. I wasn't working on my, my inner game. Damn right. So that was, <laughs> yes. Um, and my goodness, did things ever change quickly once that happened? And for me, it was like one of those, you know, people had always talked about it in the company, you know, like personal development, you know, read the books, get the audiobooks, do webinar, you know, whatever it is. And I was like, I know that stuff. I'm good. And, and I had grown up with like a very like new age house. Like my mom was all into tarot. She had like 50 decks, like crystals all over our house. Meditation was a regular thing. Like I was, I grew up with that stuff mm-hmm. and I don't know why I was so like too cool for school about it. Um, <laughs> it was very resistant. And I think part of it might be because like, I always saw my mom have like Tony Robbins books everywhere. And, um, you know, when you like, I don't know, I guess maybe I judged my mom because I didn't see her have any tangible results from like diving into that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And now that I'm an adult and we talk about it a little bit, she's like, I never really read the full book. I just kind of flipped around. And when I did learn something, I didn't apply it. So I was like, okay. And that was so funny, like, because we talk about it now. And I'm like, okay, I got it. <laughs> but we make these misconceptions, like these judgments, right? And, mm -hmm. and there's nothing like doing to really understand something. So... So I kind of like dabbled with it a little bit because people were like, you know, you really should do the personal development. I'm like, fun, I'll read a freaking book. So I, I do like the occasional thing, but I wasn't really dedicated and I didn't really implement what I was learning. And, uh, and then my husband lost his job and uh, I wasn't making enough to, you know, pay the mortgage and the car payments and all the other bills, like all by myself. So I was kind of like, okay, I've got two choices. I can dive into this personal development stuff full on, or I can figure out how we file for bankruptcy. So uh, I decided to be the first one and figure out the personal development end because I had nothing to lose at that point. And, and the radical shifts that happened, it was, it was absolutely insane. Within six months, we manifested six figures. We sold our house. We moved. We, you know, it just opened up a whole new world for us. And, uh, and that's one of the biggest reasons where I shifted my business focus um, to really help people with the, the mindset aspect. Because once I saw that big of a change that quickly where we went from struggle to life's pretty freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I really wanted to pay that forward and make that the biggest focus because that's, that's where I saw the biggest results. So um, yeah, yeah, that was, that's definitely been my journey as an entrepreneur. <laughs> I love it though, because what I try to get people to understand, um, you know, is that it's one thing for us to talk about our business, but it's another thing to talk about life. And the thing that you mentioned just now that, you know, that it was kind of like a evolution of you starting. Because like you said, we don't know much, but we actually know more than we think we know. Everybody's out here chasing certifications and degrees and all these things, thinking that they're not equipped with what they have to do it. But when we get in business, every time we're doing something or a project or we get another client, we're evolving too. And we're growing and we're learning. And the things that we learn on top of the things that we're doing is so amazing because the, the joy of working in personal development is the developmental process that it instills in us. Like, you know, we're doing things for clients. Like when I launched my conference, I didn't know it was going to impact me more than impacted my clients. It was about the clients, but really it wasn't. It was about me. And I didn't know and I wasn't prepared. And when it happened, it was like, whoosh, it was just a shift. And it was like, wow. But that's the thing that I think that a lot of people miss when they're not, when they don't take the chance or take the risk of, of being an entrepreneur, because like you said, you had two choices. Most of us started our business because of a problem or a, a, a circumstance. It, it was like, okay, I have to do this. Cause like for me, initially it was the, the flexibility, like being a single mom, you know, how many times did I almost get fired because I'm the only one that can leave work to go pick up my kids, you know, or whatever it may be. You know, and even you talking about your weight loss journey and an MLM, the one thing I really want people to understand is that MLMs are great, but they could also just be stepping stones because when you get in an MLM, it gives you the courage that you need to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sell something. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this. But you, when you realize that you're making somebody else rich, it's like, okay, I have dreams too. Like, why can't I endorse my dream? Why can't I be my brand? Why can't I do this for me? And I think that that's what, you know, I hear you saying, and I know that's what I get from it because I started with the MLM. And I remember the day that I was like, why am I making her rich? Like, 
I want to be, I want to be okay. I don't want to struggle and I don't want to pay for marketing for somebody else's name. That was what mm -hmm. got me was that when I was ordering cards, I looked at how much money I was paying for events and marketing, but it wasn't my name. And that was my reality check. It was like, I'm out here and I do stuff at work for an agency. I help change people's lives for an agency. They call me and are looking for me outside of work because they're limited at the job. Like I was a case manager and a therapist, but after work, you know, people still need help. And as coaches, we're available. We can be on call. We can do what we need to do. We can choose what we want to do. There's no limit to what we can do for others. And so I hear you from, you know, the, the husband losing the job to the weight loss journey, to the mindset approach, to the personal development guru. The personal development is like, I think that a lot of people, when they hear mindset, they don't understand that that's what we're talking about. We're talking about development, personal development, because a lot of people don't realize that they need it and they don't realize that we need it forever. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, and I think that's one of the biggest takeaways too, is like, um, sitting on the other side of the fence, you know, like for like, let's say the average person looking at somebody successful, mm -hmm. uh, it, which is so funny. Cause I had this last night. Um, cause recently I've had so many people who've been like, you know, wow, like it's just, it's amazing. Like your success and like all, all of these things and just kind of like, like it just happened eyes or something <laughs> like, it's just like, happened and I'm like um yeah I'm like, and I had to do a post about it because I was just I was so like <clears throat> guys you didn't see the years of struggle yep. the what the fuck if I lose my house like excuse my language but like what if I lose my house this month because I don't make enough to pay mm -hmm. the ongoing work and, and there's different like there's always fear like there's different it it is absolutely constant and it just it just change you what you're afraid of is what changes because exactly. you know as a new entrepreneur you're like what if I'm the exception to the rule and I can't make this work mm -hmm. and then the next thing is oh, like when you start getting a little bit of success it's like okay well what if that was a fluke what if these customers don't last what if I can't get new customers that's the next step and then when you're really successful you're like what if i lose it what if you know how much am i gonna like pay in taxes like you start freaking out about all this other stuff so it's it's constant fear and it's learning to move, move in spite of fear it's knowing that it's not an overnight thing to build these businesses it's it's years of work and yeah you can have success along the way but it's, it's just one of these things where there there is so much behind it and the mindset is to realize like you can do it too if you're scared good it means you're doing something inventive it's doing something new it's pushing your boundaries that's that's what being an entrepreneur is and working through your mindset is like learning about the fear learning to be okay with it learning to move through it anyway and then building the confidence to do it like i was one of my favorite things just to do is to look at somebody who i admire who's successful whether it's you know jim carrey or oprah or whoever it is and you look at their story and i put myself in their shoes before they knew they were going to make it mm -hmm. when they broke and struggling and dealing with crap and, and being told by everybody, cause everybody likes to say, you can't do that. Get a stable job and all these unhelpful comments. Cause you're already thinking that. And, 
and, and then moving through it anyways. And that's the thing to take away is they didn't just like get lucky. They didn't just like they, they weren't some exception to the rule. Anybody can do that. But most people don't realize that most people go, you know, they're the lucky ones because it's a cop out. It lets you not do it. It lets you not move towards your dream. And, and that's what kills me because everybody is capable of living to their full potential. I love it. And I want you to tell listeners what, um, how did, you know, what you just talked about your story lead you to write, first of all, tell them how many books and tell them what they're about because everything you're saying, I know where it went. Can you tell them and fill them in? On, on your books and your journey as an author? Yes, absolutely. Um, gosh, that's a whole other interesting can of worms. Um, so, so I currently have 11 books out. Um, I published my first book less than a year ago, just FYI, guys. It happened quick. Really? Um, I did not know yeah. that. I haven't even hit my one-year anniversary as a published author. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, it still kind of is blowing my mind. I, I like kind of want to get a 12th book out just to be like I got one I every month. I already know it. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I, it's amazing how fast things can happen, for one. Um, so I wrote my very first book when I was 16, because I love writing. It's just, it's a passion. Um, and, uh, and that book was like science fiction fantasy. And ironically, it was really ahead of its time because it's about like the detriments of global warming uh, and having like a, a government, uh, like a company corporation take over as government. And it's really fascinating because it's, it's really mimicking a lot of the things that are happening in the United States right now um, in like 2004. <laughs> so it's just bizarre. Um, so I wrote that way back then and then didn't do anything with it. And I did short story contests, that kind of thing. I mean, took first prize in a lot of them. Like, it's just naturally, like, writing's my thing. But I never knew what to do with it. And uh, most people, it was, like, a big dream. But it was such a big dream that I didn't want to fail, so I didn't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. um, and and then there, there came a point where it was, like, uh, January 2018. Oh, no! Um, so with, with waiting with my book, um, year after year, it got a little bit more painful to see it just sitting on my desktop, not doing anything. <laughs> um, so for me, um, I think it was January 2018 and, um, I was like, just do a final edit and get it out in the world. Like that was kind of my thing. I'm like, just, if you're not going to go to the, like find a publisher or whatever, just like self publish, just figure it out, do something with it, or at least do the final edit and then send it off to a bunch of literary agents, like figure something out. Um, so I, I dedicated, I'm like, okay, every day I'm going to, you know, work on editing it. And I didn't want to kill myself at it. Cause I was busy with a lot of other stuff at the time. So I was like, I'm going to just edit like one page a day until it's done. And then, you know, there we go. Um, and during that process, that's when I built my first uh, course on law of attraction, uh, which was a three week course. And, um, after running it a few times and getting closer and closer to being finished with the first book I wrote, being ready to publish, I was getting a little more nervous about publishing it. 
so I was like, okay, well, why don't I take my law of attraction course since a lot of it's written material? And I published that as a book, just as like a trial book, just to see how it works, to see if it even sells anything. Just, just let's see. Um, cause the first one was my, my baby and I didn't want it to go out into the world if I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> so I, I did that. I formatted the first book. I got it all ready and I published it, uh, late, late June last year and, um, and it started to sell and I was like, okay, this, this works. And then I got the copies in the mail and I was like, this is, I, I'm actually a published author. Like this is crazy. Um, and then I had the confidence to move forward with the next one, um, and, and get that out. And then I was like, okay, well, what else could I do? Well, I've got a bunch of short stories, so I compiled them and I got that out. And, um, and the middle of the summer, like my book sales really started to pick up with my law of attraction book manifesting on purpose. And it just kept getting better. So I was like, okay, well, I can write another one, like a follow-up book to this. And so I did that. And then I was reviewing like different files in my computer and I had found I'd written another book in my early twenties that I'd completely forgotten about. So I published that, which was about mental health and depression and anorexia and all that kind of stuff. So I published that. And then I worked on a sequel book to my science fiction book. And then that came out in January. And then I wrote another book in my manifesting series, which was manifesting money. Um, and it's just like, keeps going. And then I was like, Oh, right. I wrote like a cookbook years ago and I've got a bunch of other recipes. Like I can just edit that and put that together. And so it just became this thing that was really fun to do. And then I keep getting new ideas for things. Um, the latest thing that came out was, um, my manifesting 30 day guided journal. So I'm getting into all of these different ways that I can do it. And they all integrate with my business, which is fantastic. So while I'm doing you know, mindset coaching, I'm reaching new clients through my books, and then my current clients can use books to further their knowledge on what we're already talking about. So it's a really interesting way that it goes. And I also love to mention that, you know, as you can tell, I don't just pigeonhole myself as an author either. I've got self-help books, I've got literary books, I've got a cookbook out, I've got a journal, I've got everything. So you, you don't have to get stuck as a entrepreneur. You don't have to get stuck as an author. You can be multi-passionate and that's totally okay. Like that's, it's not going to hurt you. If anything, it's going to open you up to wider audiences. So it's, uh, it's definitely been a really interesting journey um, and a lot of fun and a lot of learning. And then, and then that was something that was also interesting because once I got my books out, like half of my friends list was like, I always wanted to write a book. And I was like, never knew that. Um, and so then that led me to develop a course that helps people write their book, how you go through the publishing process. And then most importantly, the marketing, because holy moly, that was a, that was the learning process. I can't tell you how much money I flushed down the toilet on marketing stuff that didn't work before I figured out what did. So being able to do that and help people with that process has been absolutely fantastic. And on the flip side of it is my husband, is a graphic designer and also an audio engineer. So he does all of my book covers for me. And then we've also been turning some of the books into audiobooks. So it's just created this whole, like it's this whole thing. And you never know when you start a project where it's gonna go. As long as you're open to opportunities, you'll, you'll start, like it, it'll just keep growing. And it's really, it's really exciting when that happens. What I'm getting out of all of this is how you one, you have not endorsed fear, and two, you have learned how to turn everything into an ongoing process. So all of your books, they integrate, you created courses. And that's what I think people need to understand. People get so stuck in their in the how-tos 
that they overcomplicate, therefore they are paralyzed instead of just figuring out, okay, you know, this is how I turn this into this. Oh, well, I realized that I created a step three, so let me create a step one and two. Oh, okay, now let me piggyback and create a four and a five. And so that's what you've done. And I love it because I hope somebody's listening that needs to hear that. So many people, they think that they have to have all these other things to piece it together. And a lot of times you learn it as you go. And then when you find out that it works, you duplicate it. And that is how people make empires. You find a, 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 a what do you call it? A formula and you multiply it. I love that. I, I love that you bring that up because um, people, people see the end result. That's when they get interested. Yeah. You know, the majority of people are interested once it's all pretty and polished. Yep. But it's, it's not pretty and polished. Like, like it never is. My, it never is. Yeah, like it's it's interesting, and like I only just got my my business coaching website up. That doesn't mean I haven't been working with clients way before that. Um, and and up until now, I've been running my my courses in Facebook groups for crying out loud. Yep. With you know, and it's it's okay that you do that. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just you need a system that works and. When you're a new entrepreneur, for the love of God, stop spending money on the pretty stuff and start working on the marketing and sales, which is all relationship building. It's all figuring out your voice and figuring out your authenticity and knowing who you are and like standing in that. All of the other stuff, you're going to learn it as you go. You're going to fail. Be okay mm -hmm. with failing. Like, because it's, it's this it's process of growth. And Exactly. It's all Because yeah. whenever I fail... I say, oh, so it wasn't supposed to be this way. It was supposed to be like that. I had it all wrong. Okay, so, and it veers you on the right path because a lot of times we get visions and we think that it's supposed to look a certain way. Like I, I thought I was going to be a life coach, you know, and I was trying to make myself a life coach. And then it was like, no, but you can be, you know, a host on a podcast and you can do events and you can do that. And it's like a lot of that stuff happened by accident from failure from something else. And if you quit, then you're never going to reach the brink of what you're destined to do. You have to keep pushing and figure it out and then things grow. And it's like, hmm, you know, we grow up thinking we're supposed to be cops and nurses and teachers and doctors and what, that's about it, right? And then you become an entrepreneur and you're like, but I could do this and I could do that and I could do this tomorrow and I can do this next month and I can do this next year and then I could go do this while I'm doing this. It's true. It's true. Like the sky's the limit. And I love what you said about like, it's the course correcting because I think that's the biggest thing is people like have the analysis paralysis, right? Where they are yes. like, oh, I overthink it. it. Yeah. And then, and then they don't do, and it's through the doing that we really learn. Yes. And I, I mean, I failed stupidly a lot when I started, <laughs> like ridiculously, like it was failure after failure. Mm -hmm. um, it, but the big thing is like, that you don't beat your head against the wall and keep trying to do the thing that isn't working. It's you go, okay, this didn't work. Great. I can cross it off my list and I've got less things to try now to figure it out. Fantastic. And that's how you decipher what works. And I think the other thing is to be patient with where you are on your journey. Um, Cause I know I was frustrated for many years and now, now I'm sitting here looking back going, it's good that I didn't become an author until last year. Why? a lot of reasons and I can see them very clearly now for one self-publishing wasn't huge 10 years ago. And I would like, if I'd gotten out there then I probably wouldn't have been received the same way. Um, I wouldn't have had the marketing skills. I wouldn't have had the sales skills. I wouldn't have had like even the internet skills. Like I, I avoided 
social media, like it was a plague until I signed up with an MLM and it was like, well, crap, now I have to be on there. And I didn't like it. Yeah. Like I didn't like it. I didn't want to like it. Now I'm like, I can't imagine life without Facebook, but like it, it changes. Right. And I wouldn't be doing well doing what I'm doing now if I hadn't had those learning curves. If I hadn't done the door to door sales years ago, if I hadn't learned that I hate minimum wage crap jobs, if I hadn't have had that job where I was doing live sales pitching so that I understood how people buy, like all of these things have built up all of my knowledge over the years so that I can do what I do well now effectively. I can teach people how to sell freaking anything because I've had so many sales experiences now. And, and that's the important thing, you know, teach what you know and teach, you can teach anything on the internet now. I think that's one of the coolest things is there's something you're excellent at teach that. Like there's people out there who want to know it and, and not discrediting what we, uh, what we're good at. Cause I think that's the big thing we do in society. It's like, Oh, you're, you're not good at this. So let's focus on making that better. It's such a backwards way to do things. It's like, you're good at this, become the master at that. So you're the go-to person for that. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, like, Oh my gosh, the world changes. Instead of trying to, you always feel like less than when you're working on a skill that you're not great at. Mm-hmm. And, and that's always like, just like, don't want to do it. And for me, like, it's like technology. I'm like, don't even like, um, but like all of the other, like, you know, and I, you, you play, play your strengths and help you hire people to do your weaknesses. That's how entrepreneurship works. (laughs) And that's the truth because you have to make the best use of your time. And you know, that's the thing that's really hard because we, me and you were talking about growth and it's really scary. People see it and they're like, Oh, you're huge. But it is so hard because it is literally you pretty much handing your dream to somebody else, but the joy is in employing somebody else, being able to hire somebody else. Like those are the things we dream about. And you know, a lot of people are dreamers, but if you never take action, you'll never be a doer. And in being a doer, it's kind of cool because you really are, are, you sign up so that you can pretty much provide a service or a product. But then when you realize that you're changing somebody else's life and you realize the impact that you have, somebody mentioned to me one day, she was like, you're a public figure. I was like, uh-huh, what? Huh? Nuh-uh. Because you don't, you, it's not, it's not your, your end game, but the impact that you have by your book being in somebody's house, by your voice being across airwaves, by telling your story, by giving somebody healing, by giving somebody closure, by giving somebody guidance, by being a mentor, by just being something visual that somebody can relate to. That's, I know for me, all I ever wanted in life was an advocate. Like the things that I went through in life, I was like, if I would have ever had somebody to just talk to me, hold my hand and walk me through it with me, that would have been great. And so I strive to be her. I try to be what I needed my whole life that I never had. And it's funny because you don't really know what it looks like. You just kind of sign up and you just decide that you're going to do whatever it takes to get your point across. And in doing that, you become this person that is just like, you can never imagine. And I look at you all the time because you're so bubbly and you're, you're doing all, I'm like, I'll, I'll message and I'll be like, Amanda, and you're like, oh, I'm just writing my 12th book. No, you know, no big deal. And you know, just nothing going on, but what's up? And I'm like, wow, okay, I need Amanda in my life. I say, Amanda, I need to do something. She asked it to me in like 20 minutes. Here, you mean this? I'm like, okay, like it took me like three weeks to do that. Thank you, Amanda. 
But this is like, this, I, I love that you bring that up because I think this is the whole like success looks different on the outside than the inside. Because like in my life, I'm like, and like, I, I also think this is important to bring up guys like my day, people, people every, like even my mom, she's like, do you even have time to sleep? Like that, I get that question all the time. It's like, do you, do you have time? Like guys, I don't usually start working till noon and I'm usually done at four or five. Like I do not kill myself at my business. I want to enjoy my life. Like my morning is like, get up, leisurely have tea. I go through like mindset stuff. I read a book. I take my cats outside. Like it is leisurely. So I think that's really important to know is yes, it's hard work and you do need to put in hard work to grow a business, but it looks really different on the outside than the inside. Like people all the time think I'm like, I work 12, 15 hour days to do what I do. It's not true. It's consistency over time creates results. And the same thing with you, Annika. Like, I mean, it, it, it looks different on my side, right? I'm like, damn, girl's running all these conferences and then she's, she's running her business over here. She's doing her master's. I'm like, how, how, how does she do it? But you're organized, right? You just get your shit done in, in, and at the same time, you're like doing the mom thing. So like, it's just, it, it's knowing that like you can do it. And it sounds really intimidating when somebody's like tells you the long list of things that they do. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens a lot too. Like if I talk to people who haven't quite gone for their dream yet and, uh, and when you tell them what you're doing or they know what you're doing, cause it's a long laundry list, like, let's say it's a long list mm-hmm. and they're like, I can barely go to work, come home and cook dinner and get my laundry done this week. It sounds really intimidating, but it's just a different way of organizing and getting things done. Yeah. And, and when it's something you're passionate about, like, let's face it, a nine to five job that you hate is really, really painstaking, but something that you live and breathe and it never feels like work, you get stuff done in a different capacity. So I, I love thinking. Yeah. Like, I lay in bed. I have the greatest ideas when I'm laying down in bed and it's not even stressful. It's like, oh, I could have done that. I woke up the other day. I had the greatest session in my brain for like an hour on my pillow the other day. And I woke up and I lost all my ideas. I was like, I have got to get a post-it note. I teach this, but I don't do it to keep stickies by the bed. I'm like, I, but it's not even stressful. It's so much fun that you can endorse your ideas. And you said something that I wrote down. You said the entrepreneurial bug. Do you know that you said that and it it finally told me that that's what was wrong with me? My mother had me tested in third or fourth grade because she thought I was a word we don't use anymore, but retarded. And I I say that literally because that's what they called it when we were young. Um, And she had me tested because she really thought something was wrong with me because I had no common sense. My brain was always on a different spectrum. I could do complex things, but I could not do simple things. I was always thinking outside the box and they just did not know what to do with me. And they told her, they said her IQ was extremely high and it's, she's just different. And I realized every job that I had, I never stayed because it was like, it was a conflict between me and my boss or whatever the organizational structure systems that were in place. I always saw something better. I was like, well, why don't you do it like this? And why don't you do this? And why don't you just do this? And this is, and we just do this and do this. And they're like, sit down, shut up and just do your job. Do your, your eight and hit the gate when I was in the prison. You know, it's just, and it was like always just hush and just do this. And I always had a problem with not thinking. I've never been a person that just wanted to sit and conform. Conforming is 
that word and um, the other word is submission. Like these words bother me because when you're creative and when you have that bug, you're not supposed to be that way. You are not designed that way. And I want people to understand that if you really have a dream, a mission, a vision, whatever it is, do not ever let somebody tell you that you can't and don't tell yourself that you shouldn't. Yeah. You should align yourself with somebody that can. And if nothing else between listening to Amanda, who is an author and a mindset coach and an actress and a motivational speaker and a business coach, I mean, come on now. Like, I mean, if you haven't heard the ability to do it all, then I don't know what you're listening to. I agree. I agree. I'm sorry. Give me one second. I have to run to the bathroom before my bladder explodes. <laughs> This is real life, people. This is what happens. We're just, we're really authentic here. And I'm going to pause it so you guys don't have to go with her. Thank you. All right, Amanda, can you tell listeners how to reach you and find you based on your services and be amazing to me. I mean, I don't know about them, but the thing I want to know most about is your journals and your workbooks, like in your courses. So can you let them know how to find you? Yes, absolutely. Um, definitely, uh, as you guys know, we've talked a lot about social media. Um, Facebook's where you're going to most likely find me <laughs> most easily um, if you look up. Uh, and Annika's going to have the links for you guys so that you can find me quickly, easily with a click. But if you uh, want to hear it from me, then uh, facebook.com slash Amanda Rose author or facebook.com slash Amanda Rose coaching. Uh, and for my website where you're going to find all of my courses, how to look into getting uh, in one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, you can find all my books on my website too. It's amanda-rose.mykajabi.com. And again, that will be clickable because Nobody knows how to spell Kajabi, and that's cool. <laughs> I keep hearing everybody talk about it, and I feel really bad because I'm moving to Hawaii. So I'm like, I guess I should figure out how, how to pronounce these kind of things. <laughs> it's so oh, I, know, I know what you mean. It's pretty crazy. Oh, and before I forget, um, I do have June 5th. I'm going to be doing a 90-minute mastermind. It's called Marketing Mastery, and we're going to go over all of the skills for marketing in the online space so that you get in front of your customers and that they are inclined to want to click and buy what you have to offer. So that's going to be pretty awesome. If you want to learn more about that, um, get us on my website, find me on Facebook. We'll get you hooked up with that. Awesome. Because everybody needs a mastermind, whether they know it or not. Well, I want to thank you for being here because you are always a breath of fresh air. And I cannot wait to come to Canada and actually meet you. Yes! So that is like cards <laughs> before the end of the year. So thank you so much for being here and being you. I, I just, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> All right, listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power. I'm Anika Wilson. Stay powerful. <laughs>